And welcome back to another Talking Over podcast. My name is Bobby Parman. I'm joined always by Mark Spiegel. And we are still doing that social distancing thing. Uh, several miles in between, not just six feet, several <laughs> miles. Um, Don't sound so excited about it, Bobby. <laughs> right, no doubt. Introvert. Dude, I have not I have not seen you in over a month. How weird is that? I've spent like the yeah, past it's... two years seeing each other multiple times during the week. And I've, it's yeah. been a month. It's so weird, man. It yeah, sucks. I, I don't like it. It's horrible. I, I put your, a, your extroverted friends are not okay. I'm not okay with this. Right? This is dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I posted on Sunday. I posted a picture of, of the camera and the, everything that we were doing. I was like, we've always said, we've said this before. We we love to say it. It's like, we get to do what we do. You know, as mm-hmm. greeters, as coffee makers, as parking attendants, as, as pastors, as deacon. Like, it's an honor. It's a, it's a privilege, I believe, to get to serve the way we do and that I get to continue to serve um, in the area that I do is it just means so much more now. Mm-hmm. So it just, it just sinks in. It's just such a weird feeling because I have to leave my house. I have to leave my family and be like, I'm going to get to go do this and I get to be excited about it, but I also feel bad for my family because they can't go. So it's a, such a weird mm-hmm. feeling on Sundays, but um, we got a guest, man. It's not just you and me. We got it straight from the, I was gonna say horse's mouth. That sounds rude, but we got Colin on the, on the other line. Yeah, you know, I was I was born normally. It wasn't an odd birth. Come from a horse's mouth. Oh yeah. So um, if we well, get no, any we of this wrong, like we got we got the pastor here, so like we, we really can't get this too wrong. Uh, or you could just you could just say that he wasn't born from a horse's mouth and get it completely wrong. <laughs> Good, good. <laughs> Man, so do we start over at this point or is editing plenty? No, this is you know what? This is what makes it fun because it's real. Man, this good really job. matches the opening to Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, a little skit that uh had some glitches in it. But uh no, man, Sunday was week one. The first of the new series, uh hashtag the challenge and you know, Kyle, what does what is that going to encompass over the next few weeks or however long the series goes? Yeah, so when we first started talking about this, that the title, the challenge, like the last thing we wanted to do was to be like, Hey, here's a new challenge in the midst of one of the greatest challenges that we've all endured. And so we were we were wrestling with renaming it something, but we just couldn't get away from it because the idea is to talk about the challenges that exist regardless of who you are. Um, pursuing uh, being godly, we're going to run into some just challenges that um, that battle against our nature to be selfish and to mm-hmm. look out for ourselves. And so, what's going to happen over the next few weeks is we're going to touch on some other subjects that have their challenges uh, when it comes to uh, being an obedient Christian. And so, we're going to look into those and uh, and walk through what it looks like to to win those battles uh, to come out on top of those difficult challenges and uh, yeah so that's that's the idea i'm excited uh, it was a uh, it was cool to get to kick off a series but i'm i'm glad tony's getting to navigate the next couple because it was a uh, contentment in in the quarantine was not my favorite most exciting one so far so that's not your first round pick no yes definitely not <laughs> and, and and we don't get like a free pass because there's a pandemic or anything we, we still need to pursue being godly we need we still need absolutely to. yeah absolutely Man, contentment. Um, Spiegel, what what did you take away from Sunday? You know, um, when you're watching it live or watching it later, like, well, just the power behind the ability to become well, the power or 
the lack of power and the inability to be content. Because I, I, when I hear the word contentment, I automatically go, am I okay with what I've got? And for the most part, yeah, I, I've never wanted to keep up with the Joneses. I don't need to get the newest fashion stuff or cars or I'm cool with what I've got. I, I felt as a single man, you, and you and I have talked about this before, I find myself not content with that, saying I'm not okay with that. So that was, of course, it was Kyle preaching, so my toes are still hurting, but um, – <laughs> Which yeah, makes really that's, people, man. That, that's yeah. actually that's actually a compliment because every time Kyle <laughs> preaches, I feel like I got to follow restraining order. He's had a, <laughs> uh, uh, some, he's been following me around or something that's not cool. There are like laws against uh, stalking people. But anyways, um, that being said, that's where it kind of kicked me in the gut. It was like, oh, I really need to be happy with where I'm at, and. Um, and I tried to twist the verse just like you have. You, you were talking about yesterday, Kyle, with, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, I can find me a wife through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not the way that, that scripture works. And, you know, I knew that before, but, you know, when you're in a situation like that, it you, you tend to revert back towards the flesh unless you're completely connected to the spirit, which, sure. in all honesty, I haven't been totally, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And then Kyle, mm-hmm. before we hit record, um, you had mentioned or you had talked about your struggle with and you talked about it Sunday as well. You talked about a struggle with you your shoes. Like you are the shoe yeah. guy, man. Like Yeah. I'm jealous of your shoe game, but I like I have two pairs of shoes. <laughs> I I have I have some busted up lugs that I've had since I was nineteen years old and I have like a twenty dollar pair of flip flops. That's the only shoes I own. Right. Right? Right. And like I mean you have nice shoes and that's the thing that you that you enjoy doing. And I love sure. how you brought up that it's not a bad thing to want those things. Right. Um, I think it's when it controls your, how, how did you put it? Um, yeah. It's, it's why do you want, why do you want the more? Like it's okay to have more things, but why? And I think that's, what's hard is for us to, to boil that down to what is the true motive behind why I'm going to buy this pair of shoes. Is it cause I need some black shoes because I'm preaching this week or is it because I want some and I've been looking for an excuse so that I can tell my wife and she'll be okay with it and I don't have to deal with that or is it I'm going to buy these shoes because it makes me feel like I have some sort of control in my life when I go make a purchase that is mine that I decided to make but and I'm I'm needing to do that because I feel like I'm out of control of other things and so I don't know if you guys know this but I'm really brutally honest with myself I don't always win. I don't always do well, um, but I know myself pretty well, and I know when I'm when I'm weak and when I start leaning into those things. And it's tough. Uh, I don't always win. Um, I'm not always. I don't always trust in God's strength to get me through. Sometimes I trust in the knee jerk thing that I know is going to make me feel good for a little while. And yeah, so, but I think a, a part of God's strength is He gave you your wife, as in yeah, for gosh, me as absolutely. well. Like she keeps me off ledges. She keeps me out of store. Like she, <laughs> she is the, she's the reasoning because I will loophole everything. I'd be like, well, yep. I have to have it because apparently if I buy this $1 goes to that kid over in Africa and, yeah. and I, I got to buy it. You know, I got like, yeah. I will justify anything and she'll just look at me. She only have to say anything. She just gives me a look and I go, oh yeah, okay, I guess we know. Well, and God knew what he was doing when he gave me the inability to lie. Because if I could lie, dude, I could get away with 
everything, but I just can't. I'm, I'm the guy that's like, hey, babe, I need to tell you something. Like, I'm an idiot, and I'm going to do something dumb here, so I need you to hold me accountable for it. And then, like, a week later, I'm going, why did you tell her all your secrets? Like, you could get away <laughs> with this. <laughs> so God knew what uh, he was doing. So. Now, yeah, we had talked about, so, like, you with stuff and, and the why behind it, and I think that's, that's such a – I hate to say a simple answer, but it's a very good one because it's an easy thing to ask yourself in yep. the process of pursuing that purchase or to do whatever you're going to do. Like, why? Why am I really doing this? It's amazing how often that comes up in the Bible, too. It's a it's a heart thing. You never oh, yeah. see it said in that particular way. But man looks on the outward appearance. God looks on the heart. And, you know, in, in a court of law, motive is the difference between first-degree murder and second-degree murder, and one is a capital crime. And I, and I bring that up just to say motive, the, the, the driving force from behind your heart makes all the difference. Jesus said, you know, don't be like the hypocrites who give to charities and then parade it in the streets because that's yeah. their reward. That's their motive. Sure. It wasn't to give to others, and, and that – it just seems like that's a reoccurring thing in every conversation I have. It's a hard thing. Yeah, and it was even in the scripture Sunday morning where the, uh -huh. you know, the men who are acting godly are using the appearance of godliness for financial mm -hmm. gain. And oh, I said yeah. Sunday morning, I could Joel Osteen. Well, <laughs> or you could just say the list. However you want to do. <laughs> well, that's the number one. Man, and I think as, as we walk through, and, and Mark, you're right, I think we see all through Scripture, and the one that comes to mind is when we're talking about, um, you know, cursing and stuff and what makes it bad, where did it come from, and all that stuff, and it's it's your motive. Mm -hmm. It's You've got to know you well enough to know why you're doing what you're doing, and the only way you can know you is to know God more. Um, the more we oh, understand man. how he sees us and how we function— then we look at ourselves truthfully through the lens that God uses, and we go, oh, man, I am manipulating this situation. I am uh -huh. adjusting things in my life so I can get what I want because I have this hurt habit or hang-up that's driving me to that. Now, that's not an excuse because now I need to go tell somebody, and I need to be like, hey, look, I've been failing at this for I'm 39. So 39 years I've been failing at this and I need some accountability. And so it's, uh, I mean, these principles, man, they're obviously important. Contentment is a thing we need to get to, but if we don't know why we run to other things instead of mm -hmm. being content, it's hard to combat those. It's hard to fight mm -hmm. and battle those. And the only way to know what they are is to lean even more into God than we ever have. Mm -hmm. So if, if I came to you, this is, it's not my fault. Society says I have to blank insert whatever i have yeah. to have the new yeah. shoes or whatever how would you combat someone and i hate to say combat this sounds bad how, yeah, would, yeah. how would you handle a person with that question because it's a leg very legitimate question because sure you know, society shapes a lot of people and yeah. a lot of people's desires and wants even needs yeah. at times i mean sure so how 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 could you answer that yeah and so i mean just to try to keep it as general as possible because i mean man you can t be talking about anything from you know, society says I should have a home that has this much room or space for however many kids I got. Society says I need this kind of dependable car. Um, I need to be eating this kind of food. I mean, there are a lot of things that our culture can can lead us toward. Um, and it's not all bad. Um, but, you know, there are people in our world that live in, you know, mud huts somewhere and they're considered wealthy. 
you know, uh, we live in a mud hut in the U.S. and we're going to get put in jail for neglecting our family, you know. And so there's some of that stuff that unfortunately comes into play. And just being honest, um, that's where I'm at, still renting a house, uh, being almost 40, like I battle with being a failure um, in in our American culture. <clears throat> and yet I'm providing a good, a good life for my kids and my wife and they're healthy and taken care of. But I, I don't know if you – Go ahead. Yeah. I, I was just going to tell you, I, I want to lift you up a little bit. I've heard some, quite a few financial gurus say, um, talk where how renting is actually smarter yeah. um, in the economy that we're in, plus, you know, upkeep and repair. Yeah. You know, I would say I've stopped relying on what um, society tells me um, yeah. is acceptable because they say 2.3 kids. I, I I've never seen a point three kid, so I'm not sure if they got their. Um, That's because I got your two point three, and I'll, I'll raise you three. Well, yeah. I've, I've got six. Three point seven, fine. Uh, <laughs> See, Mark, you're driving the average up. It's, it's your fault that we have the point three. So, well, somebody show me a point three kid. I want to see that. <laughs> No, well, I think and trying to answer this in, in a short answer, I, I think my knee jerk reaction is this. If we're going to if we're going to follow culture in part, we're going to have to be really, really care- careful. Um, mm. We've got to figure out where our foundation is going to be um, and we've got to stick to that. And, and I tried to say this on Sunday, too, that, you know, everything is not bad. Stuff is not bad. But it's again, it's mm-hmm. it's why you need it or did you need it? Uh, or was it just something that you wanted, you know, I know people who have campers and boats and things like that. And, you know, that's extra money. That's not necessarily needed, but I also remember growing up with a family that had a camper and man, some of my greatest memories happened, uh, on campgrounds and on vacations and stuff. And so that wasn't something that we were pursuing so we could be like anybody else or so we could have a social status like everybody else, but it was something we decided to do to spend quality time together as a family. So I think when we sit down and say, Hey, why am I about to go buy this car? Do I really need it? Does it have more stuff than what I necessarily have to have? And then, man, sometimes it's okay to, you know what, I, I want the car with the Bluetooth. That's going to be a benefit to me, and, and it's not going to hurt my family financially. And so there's some things we've got to walk through, but all those principles are in Scripture. Um, I mean, we mm-hmm. we can look at culture and pay attention to culture, and we're gonna there are going to be some biblical things that our culture leads us to do, and there's going to be some unbiblical things that our culture leads us to do. And so, um, and that foundation has got to be rooted in the consistency of Scripture because it doesn't change regardless of, uh, the pandemic or the craziness or the economy or our political state or any of that. Scripture is consistent. And so uh, culture, we don't have to look very far back to watch how much it fluctuates. And I, I just uh, don't hear me beating up on culture. I'm part of it. I fall into that the category of, of wanting the things that our culture provides uh, that are there are some good things. Um, but I don't want it to be my foundation. And so that's got to be rooted in scripture and, and walk through that way. So, man, I, I love how you put that because you, it's so easy and so, it's so normal to hear a pastor, to hear a Christian just, you know, crucify culture because, yeah. mm-hmm. and you, you, it's easy to do. It's not hard. Sure. They've been doing it forever. Um, yeah. But the fact is, is that it is, we live in the world. We have, yeah. you have to pay attention to it. You right. know, if, if you just shun it because it's not how it was in blah, 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 you know, BC. No, yeah. I mean, you still have to pay attention to it now. Absolutely. Just because you're paying attention to it doesn't mean you need to be okay with everything that it shows you, sure. um, but to be aware of it. And I love how you put yeah. that. It's not 
bad to have a boat. It's not bad to have these things. Um, sure. Some people are very blessed with a talent to make money. That is a spiritual yeah. gift. Is They're really good at it. And I love how Luke, uh, Luke Small says it all the time when like on the podcast and on, on the uh, Worship Breakdown podcast as well, is that we've brought it up a couple of times. He got the truck he's always wanted. You know, he yeah. got mm-hmm. a truck. He loves his truck. But him and his wife sat down and they talked about it and they're like, okay, you know, we've been blessed with the ability to have this. Yeah. How are we going to be good stewards? Not only with our money, physical to cash our money, but with what God gives us. Absolutely. So like he spent yesterday helping a buddy from church, not yesterday, Saturday. He spent Saturday moving a guy using his yeah. truck that God allowed him to have. And so those things that's, you're talking about going out on the boat and having a great memory with your family. So those are not yeah. bad things. And I think but, there's everybody wants to treat that so black and white with like, sure. Oh, well, if you had, if you have enough money for a boat, you that could go to help pay off the churches insert whatever we need to pay off. Um, if God calls them to do that. Awesome. That's great. Yes. But you know, you could be a good steward of what you have. You physically have. It's like, Hey man, yep. if I got extra of this. You can have it. You yeah. Know. And there's some, those are some hard questions to ask, man. Cause it's, it's hard to choose uh, to sit with your family and say, Hey, we were going to do X, Y, Z, but uh, I feel like God's leading us to give this money, you know, just like, you know, this Sunday we have our regular offering that uh, that's coming up and you know, what would it look like to sit with your family and say, Hey, we were going to, we were saving some money for a trip, but we're going to take half that or part of that to give to this offering. Cause we believe it's what God wants to do, man. If your kids and, or like mine, they're going to look at you like, are you crazy right now? I thought we were going to do this. And so that's hard, man. And those are two honorable things to, to take time aside for your, your family and to give so that others can be helped. And so uh, it's a tough decision, but man, what an impact it will have on your kids for you to be honest and say, man, God is leading us this way. And, um, it's, and hear me, man, it's it's tough. I I don't want to, I don't want to beat up on anybody for creating memories with their children. And, uh, taking advantage of that. Um, but it is, you know, just like you said, there are people who are gifted to make money and run business. And, uh, those people are, man, they're at full tilt right now, helping employees and helping other people. And they had an opportunity to do that. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a person that's ever been good at making money and keeping it for any period of time, but, um, God has gifted me. I feel like to be around people and have conversations and, um, and walk through things with people. And so he's given me that gift. So I better be around people and use it. Um, and so that's, that's my job to be a good steward of that. Just like it is to be a good steward of, of money that comes in. So, um, Amen to that. yeah, cool opportunities there, man. When we're looking to be content with what we have and, and use what God's given us, it's, uh, some really cool opportunities there. Well, I was just, as difficult as it all sounds and, and, it, and it is, it doesn't just sound difficult. It's all the more reason to stay plugged in to, your spiritual upline, your yeah. your Bible, your your mentor, your pastor, your the people you you do life with, and I mean we're not exactly side by side anymore, but we can still do life, and that's where we get our discernment from. Is is the Bible says that the Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin, and if and if we're doing something that is outside of the will of God, it's sin, and being connected with that source, with the Bible and, and, and with our spiritual people, then that gives, opens the door for edification to build us up in that direction. Yep. So uh, it's, that seemed like pretty easy to talk about how like stuff 
you know, how, how God views it and how we should view stuff and what we should do with it. But what about the things that aren't, aren't tangible, not physical things that you can have? Um, you know, you kind of hit on it, uh, Kyle, where you talked about you felt at the 39 years old and not owning a home because culture says by that time, you know, wife, three kids, you should own a home too. That's like A, B, and C. Yeah. Things you're supposed right. to have. Or where, like, I know for, like, my wife, it's really hard for her to not have the control that she used to have over, sure. like, our home or our schedules or a, a lot of those things. And it's it's a lack of control. And, and to be content with, like, hey, you know what? Right now, when, you cl- when the house is completely clean, it's only going to last for, like, five or ten minutes. You know, <laughs> yeah. because you, you have a nine-month-old and a five-year-old that are home, and they don't – they they can't go anywhere. They can't do anything. Sure. Um, so while some of the stuff may be physical stuff, it's a, it's still a mental battle yeah. to discern whether or not you're, you're pursuing it for the right reason or the wrong reason. You know, it's uh it's like this whole thing. Now you, you, know, you got some people saying we should open the state back up and other people talking about, we need to keep quarantining. And so um, and there's an argument of man, the government's holding us back. And as a church, we, you know, they're, they're making us not meet and all this stuff. And, and it, it, to me, it's similar. And until they are forcing me to sin, I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to follow them like I need to. And it's the same thing with this contentment is the things that we're, we're talking about getting or pursuing, whether it is stuff or whether it's pursuing control. Um, you have to evaluate and say, hey, is this something I need to run from because it's going to cause me to sin? Um, or is this, is this something that's okay to pursue? And so I think that's the question we have to ask is, why do I want this? Uh, whether it is a thing or whether it is power, control, status, whatever it is. And and that's hard to define sometimes. But I think, uh, you know, I know, I don't think, I know that's where the Holy Spirit comes in and says, hey, you're you're going in the wrong direction. Um, you're mm-hmm. moving. Uh, and that's where that discomfort comes in. You know, there's not a literal angel on one shoulder and a, a devil on the other shoulder. But it's the Holy Spirit that's saying, hey, you're uncomfortable because this isn't the right thing. Um, you're moving mm-hmm. in the wrong direction or it's, Hey, I have peace about going and doing this. I have peace about pursuing this relationship or staying out of this relationship, whatever it may be. And man, that's, it's okay to say, Hey God, I don't know. Like, I don't know where this is in your word to tell me whether or not to, to do this or, or not do that. And I need some direction. And so I'm just going to get quiet and I really need to hear from you and I need to have peace about that. And so, and again, while that sounds mm-hmm. simple, to hear and to act on it is the hard, the hard part. And, and that's why mm-hmm. we've got people around us. You know, I would say, man, ask that question, uh, pray about it, and then tell a friend, say, hey, I'm struggling with this. And in the past, I struggle with control. And so that's a place I don't want to go um, in the pursuit of this decision. So will you just ha- open a conversation with me about that? And then wow. right there, you're, you're taking that effort. You're making that step to not only pray to obviously Jesus Christ, um, but to involve a friend that is going to say, hey, you remember that time you said you were worried about being controlling or you were worried about pursuing something for the wrong reason? I don't have a good feeling about what you're trying to do. Um, and I just want to I just want to help you because you asked me to. And, and man, that sometimes that where the rubber meets the road is when that friend that loves you and cares for you. Um, you know, comes over to your house and has that tough conversation and they kind of look at you like, please don't get mad. You totally told me to do this, but we need those people in our life to walk through that. And so mm-hmm. again, I, would, I would ask that question, is this going to lead me to sin? Uh, I'm going to pray hard about it. 
Um, and then I'm going to, I'm going to get a friend or a, a spouse involved, somebody that'll be real with me uh, on that and walk me through those things. Man, I really think people needed to hear that, especially with the quarantine part. The absolutely. Gonna, yeah. If it's going to lead me to sin, if if, if what yeah. the government's telling me to do is going to cause me to yeah. sin, man, I never looked at it that way. That's really, oh man, that's very helpful. Thank you, because yeah, I've, I've been struggling with trying to tell people or not tell people, just help people with that because it's a. On one hand, you have you know you know church and state, and we can go into all those arguments, and you can get some good old boy answers, or you can get. Yeah. Other answers. Yeah, I mean, it's the it's the picture of me. It's you know Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Mm. Uh, they had been in and around that culture and in that town for a long time, um, and they got to a point where this was their opportunity, where they couldn't give in anymore without, you know, blaspheming God, <laughs> without turning their back on Him. So they had to stand, and you know, mm. God showed up, um, and you know, it may be that uh, we very well may at some point have to go to jail for what we believe, but we've been warned. Uh, we've been told very clearly that persecution is is a very real part of this. And I think, you know, we need to be prepared to stand when we need to stand. But until we need to stand, I'm going to I'm going to try my best to set an example of, of obedience and, um, you know, giving people that have been put in places of authority the opportunity to make decisions. And uh, yeah, so I right don't it's tough, but <laughs> that's yeah. what we got to do. Man. Um <laughs> In uh, some of the discussion questions, um, we we um, covered f- uh, Philippians uh, four four eleven through thirteen. Anytime you ask a question about Paul, it scares me. Um, yeah, <laughs> but it's like, how does Paul's view of contentment compare with the modern world's view view of contentment? What we have seen from the time we were born to the till today is the best of the best, and it's hard for us mm. to wrap our mind around anything being better because this is all we've known but we're clearly told that there is a place that's far better there in the presence of, of God, you know, is so much better. And I think when we can keep that in view man, contentment seems like such an easy thing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when we realize what we are in this for, uh, you know, and we have the opportunity to share the story of Jesus Christ with everybody. And we can, that's, that's why there's hope um, is because the, the hope of heaven, the hope of eternity with, with our savior. I mean, there's something to look forward to even in the craziest of times um, that I don't need to point out because we all know, (laughs) you know, crazy times uh, we can be totally and completely satisfied with just the necessities. um, And God can do that. And we, we can't explain it. It's crazy. I've been there before where I thought I've had nothing and I still have more than what I needed. Oh man, you and I both. So it's it's a mindset that's tough to get in, but, <laughs> All right, you led right into it. It's great. And again, the next question on the talk good over God is, why does God want His children to be content? What's He trying to teach us? I, I, I honestly think that contentment brings peace. Yeah. You ever, when you have that mindset of you got to get more, and you're never happy with what you have. You never, you're never at peace. You can never rest because even when you're in the bed waiting to go to sleep, you're gonna rise the next day. Your mind is yeah. turning how you're gonna get that next dollar, how you're gonna get that next new car, that new whatever. It is no peace in it. Right. Yeah. And, I, and then what I was gonna say is right along those same lines is contentment removes all the distractions, um, uh-huh. all the stuff that all the stuff that doesn't matter and pulls us away from focusing on God and focusing on eternity and focusing on loving one another. Contentment removes all that stuff. If all we need is food and clothing, man, that's, that's typically for most of us is a pretty easy provision. 
Um, and if we're not worried about pursuing all this other stuff, once we got food and clothes, it's all about God, man. It's all about focusing on him, telling people about him, loving people like he's called us to love, being gentle and patient and kind and all that stuff is that those things move to the forefront. They, they become the things that we're running to. Um, well, I, I, I think, you know, to piggyback on what you just said though, is it, it reflects the, the condition of the heart because, um, Whatever your wherever your uh wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart's gonna be. If your treasure is in the next you know, new thing, then that's where your heart's gonna be. It's not with God. That's a form of idolatry. Absolutely. Being content, I I, I agree with Spiegel. Like being content with something, there there is a peace at that. And there's several things in my life, and I could that would be a whole whole other podcast to go over the things I'm, <laughs> <laughs> that that I have peace with because of God. Yeah, so how hard was it to talk about contentment first thing, first series, <laughs> first, you know, in the pandemic, and it's, what, week yeah. seven for us that, that we haven't been able to yeah. to gather? Absolutely. Yeah, man, I mean, I, I think I mentioned it on Sunday, but I I tried and tried on Monday to get my outline together, which is typically I've been reading already and kind of preparing mentally and, um, you know, getting in some commentaries and stuff, and on Monday I try to lay out an outline and um, I just couldn't do it. Like my heart just wouldn't let me, cause you know, the typical pursuit is, all right, what's the spiritual discipline? What are some things that get in our way of being able to be disciplined to that? And how do we fix it? And so, um, you know, I don't, I don't intend on stepping on everybody's toes, but you know, typically scripture is pretty good at that. And so I just, I couldn't help but think, man, I don't want to beat up on people right now. Like there's nothing in me that, that feels okay about, you know, just kind of, you know, bringing that authoritative, hey, man, we're messing up here. Let's fix this. And, you know, God's got us and he's going to. And so I was sitting and talking to my wife. And again, she's just like, well, why can't we, you know, celebrate the fact that people have been content in this new situation? And people are, for the most part, they're trying to they're trying to bear the weight of their own struggle. And they're not trying to put that on anybody else. And, you know, you can celebrate that. And, you know, listen, contentment is something that's real. It's going to be around no matter what the situation is. And so, you know, I love how, uh, you know, people talk about how their wives are behind the scenes people and all that. And I'm like, listen, if y'all knew how many sermons my wife wrote um, by talking to me about this stuff, like you'd be like, well, we'll just get her to talk and we'll just skip you, you know. <laughs> but I, I literally I, I broke down in front of her on Monday and just said, I don't want to do this. I don't, I don't want to have this conversation right now. I want to talk about happy stuff. I want to, I want to navigate the, the good things that are happening and how I'm supposed to go talk about contentment in a time where, you know, it seems like that's been just taken from us, you know? And so, um, it, it was not fun. It's, I love these people that, uh, that I get to teach. And, uh, unfortunately I'm reminded quite frequently that love is, is a hug and an embrace, but it's also a, an honest, hard conversation. Um, that requires people to change. And so um, I had a, I had a responsibility to step into that Sunday and I felt like, uh, felt like the Holy spirit did what, did what he needed to do and spoke. And I, I think we've had a lot, but one thing I do want to bring up and I've, I can't believe, I'm sorry. I can't remember who said it, but the, there's a difference between being content and then apathy. I think I, I'm, oh, that was, that was Luke small. Sometimes and within this, within being content, there are areas where you just don't care and not caring is not being content. Absolutely. Um, and I think 
that's a dangerous area too because I think yep. sometimes if you look at that and you're like, oh, I just don't care. So yeah, I'm, I'm content because they don't care. And I think that's yep. a fine line. And then uh, Spiegel said it before, it's a hard thing. You still need to take a look at that. Be very careful with that. Not just be like, well, if I don't care about it, therefore, you know, I'm okay with it or I'm content with it. Yeah. And, yeah, and I think a lot of people look at contentment as something that's passive. Um, but contentment is, it's very active. It's, you know, the, the points that I used yesterday, there's something to run from and something to run to. Um, that's a lot of running. Um, and so uh, that's what we have to do in order to be content. There's things that have to be avoided, things that have to be pursued. Um, it's a, a very active thing. It's not something that you can just kind of shut your brain off and be like, well, I'm going to ignore my feelings. That way I'm content. It's, it's not about ignoring your feelings. It's about adjusting your feelings. It's about making that that heart change, like Spiegel said earlier. Um, and, man, to change to change your heart, it's not like changing shirts. Um, you don't just go to the, the, the drawer and, and grab a new shirt. It's, you, heart change takes time. It takes effort. It takes the power of the Holy Spirit to change your mind, to change your thoughts, your ideas, your pursuits, your temptations um, in order to be content. And so, man, it, contentment is anything but apathetic. <laughs> it's a very different yeah. animal. You know, it, but it's a journey. It's not a... I'm sorry, we'll never see the finish line. We will one day, but here on Earth, we will will not. (laughs) We will not see that finish line here. Um, Man, that was uh, week one of hashtag the challenge. Um, So if you guys are out there listening and you you comment, do the hashtag the challenge. Um, Let's get it trending. Let's let's get the conversation. Keep it going with you guys, too. Um, Man, such a good thing. A hard, hard thing to talk about, especially now with the circumstance we're all going through. We've said it so a billion times on this podcast. It, it's a heart thing. And Kyle, man, you killed it Sunday. You killed it today. Definitely gave <laughs> me a lot of answers, man. <laughs> and a, a lot of stuff to take forward during the week because I mean, people do. They, it, it, the conversation yep. still comes up. We still talk about it. And um, having answers in that arsenal or a reference point is great, man. So thank you so much for that. So ho- Hopefully I won't have to eat too many of my own words. Yeah, so that was week one of Hashtag Tech Challenge. Next week is... Same series, hashtag the challenge. Um, Kyle, do you have any inside information? You know what's going on next week? You want to like, I don't. I don't. I don't know what's up this next week. So I know it's going to be a challenge. A challenge. Oof. Man, thank you guys all for listening. If you're out there listening on anything that allows you to give us a star, or a thumbs up, or a rating, please do so. Helps uh, people find us a little bit quicker. Uh, they don't have to scroll too far. Uh, there is no monetary value behind those things. It's something we absolutely love to do until next week spiegel keep the conversation going guys we love you love you guys